0: This is a message from the CDC. You can get COVID-19 while traveling. Don't travel while sick. Protect others. Wear a mask. Maintain social distance about six feet apart. And wash your hands often. To learn more, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. You are listening to The Mayor's Report with Pauline Russo Cutter, mayor
1: of the city of San Leandro. As a way to keep you informed, Mayor Cutter will provide updates and activities happening around town. And now,
0: Mayor Cutter.
1: Thank you for listening to the Mayor's Report. This brief audio digest of city updates and activities is another way for me to communicate to the nearly 90,000 residents that I have the privilege of representing and serving on behalf of the city. In this episode of the Mayor's Report, you'll hear my socially distanced conversation via Zoom with the city's engineering and transportation director, Keith Cook. We'll cover the topics of how the city maintains our roadways. He'll also define the term complete streets and how it incorporates bike lanes. And finally, Keith will provide a general explanation on the city's capital improvement program, which is how we spend our money on the projects. But prior to my conversation with Keith, I'd like to say that on a daily basis, I'm witnessing the toll that COVID-19 has taken on our community. This virus has affected every resident through either health issues to themselves, friends or loved ones, economic hardships, educational losses, or relationship separations. As of this recording, 1,760 San Leandro residents have tested positive for the virus, and of those, some have died. Months of shutdowns are taxing on our community, and I know that firsthand. However, we need to continue to adhere to the CDC and state guidelines. Let us not tire in the well-doing. Vaccines are on the way, and together we will beat this virus, but we need to do it together. So let's continue to stay safe. Hey, now let's begin with my conversation with Keith Cook. I'm joined on the mayor's report today with Keith Cook, who's our Director of Engineering and Transportation Department. Welcome, Keith.
0: Well, thank you, Mayor, for having me on your report. Uh, It's good to be here.
1: My pleasure. Um, So Keith, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, um, maybe how long you've lived in the city, what prompted you to work at the public sector, and are you a Bay Area native?
0: Well, Mayor, I actually grew up in the Sacramento area, and I came to the East Bay in 1983 to attend graduate school at the UC Berkeley. And I've lived in Oakland or San Leandro ever since. You know, I started with the city in the engineering and transportation department 26 years ago, uh, in September 1994, the time flies by. And, you know, this was just before the city reconstructed the city hall. And my first cubicle was in the basement of the old city hall, which was actually the jail. You know, prior to joining the city, uh, I worked for a consulting engineering firm, and there I interfaced with other cities and public agencies. And that's when I got an inkling that I wanted to be in public service. You know, although I did you know projects all over the Bay Area and even the United States, I was kind of missing the feeling of ownership that happens. When you live with the work you have completed, like what happens in a city, you know, when you live in, in the place that you work as a civil engineer, you get to experience firsthand the work that you've done and you better understand what is needed to make things better because, you know, you have to live with it every day. Right. So that's I'm, how I got here.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure your neighbors remind you because they're oh. living with it every day too. So Oh, that's, yes. That's a great story. <laughs> Thank you. Um, So on to some other questions. Uh, One thing that's on everybody's mind right now is COVID-19. And so how has COVID-19 changed the daily operations of your department?
0: Wow, yeah, this is definitely one of those uh, unique times in our lives. And and probably the biggest change to our daily operations, you know, as a result of COVID-19 is that all our staff is all working remotely from home and you know we have to communicate primarily through electronic means you know rather than face to face you know so that that's been challenging however you know i'm I'm really quite proud of how well our teams have adapted to keeping the operations of the department and services to the city going so it's been tough and quite the steep learning curve but i think everyone has learned something that will be you know beneficial for the future
1: Okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's really the difference of um, working from home offline with all the administrative things you need to do, and then actually the hands-on shovel in the ground, things that are the result of the work that you do. So you're really supposed to be in two places at once. So thanks for being so nimble. So that um, brings up the question, you're working from home doing your administrative things, but really Um, the work that you do is actually shovels in the ground and so forth so my next question would probably be um, how does the city maintain our streets i.e the pothole repair light signal maintenance and um, with all that work you're doing how should a resident help being the eyes on the ground and report pothole or malfunctioning traffic signal lights
0: well thank you mayor for for asking that question you know uh you know, roads are, and road maintenance is very dear to my heart. And, and, you know, that's because, you know, when, when, actually, when we open our front door and, you know, head off to work, whether, you know, whether we're driving or biking or or walking to the bus stop, you know, you know, people are really dependent on safe and reliable, you know, local streets and roads. And so that's one of our main focuses. You know, I always, uh, roads and bridges are like our cars and Or or houses, you know, if you don't take care of them with regular maintenance and repairs you either have to spend more money to fix larger problems or you end up having to buy a new one. And and worse yet deferred road maintenance like deferred house or car maintenance could literally put you and your family or others at grave risk. So, I mean, it's a big challenge and we unfortunately have 185 million dollar maintenance backlog for a street so you can see that the challenge is dire um, and we we actually need about 10 and dollars a year just to prevent the backlog from growing and we really would need 23 million dollars a year for at least 10 years if we wanted to improve our roads to a state of good repair but fortunately, we've been um, fortunate for the last four years to have uh, the ten million dollars available through a grant through Measure BB, uh, the sales tax measure that's through the Alameda County Transportation uh, Commission that uh, you sit on, and we're so thankful about. You know, but unfortunately, that's only a thirty million dollar grant, so we're still, uh, you know, a little bit behind, and we will have expended all of that thirty million dollars in two years. And so, w- right now, we, we basically only have half of what is needed to keep our streets just in their current condition. And uh, you know, it, on the on the uh, on the street level, you know, street maintenance is a team effort with uh, Public Works Services, and Public Works Services takes care of our immediate needs like potholes the store and the sort. And the and the sort. In fact, if um, someone identifies a pothole for repair they can report it through the MySL application. And the uh, MySL is found on the homepage of the city website in the services section. And residents can also contact Public Works uh, directly by phone to report pothole or roadway issues by calling 577-3440. So uh, as we go through this process of maintaining our roads, the engineering department Uh, really plans and implements the larger projects that use outside contractors to complete the work. Uh, We complete a planning process using pavement management software and complete street guidelines for each major rehabilitation project where we match the right pavement treatment to maximize improvement of our streets and appropriately accommodate all users. So that's kind of our process in the high level high level way.
1: So when residents are looking outside their home or if they're driving and they notice a pothole, they they can go to the MySL app either on our website or they can put it right on their smartphone to um, tell maintenance where that pothole is and then help get some service for it. So thanks. But one thing I heard you mention was the term complete streets. it sounds like a contemporary municipal term Um, really what's it mean for the person average person on the ground
0: oh that yes that is um, probably um, one of the big biggest changes in um, our design process is been implementing complete streets and uh, used to be you know you would just design roads for cars but now during our planning and design process for the rehab of streets um, we implement complete street guidelines to ensure that our our streets, our street designs consider the full range of users, whether they are pedestrians, transit users, bicyclists, automobiles, or even freight. So we want our streets designed and built and maintained to be safe, convenient and inviting for all users of the roadways. Um, so, you know, the, the thing about uh, you know, building streets this way, there's a multiple benefits um, to complete streets, you know, one being uh, there's increased safety and if the streets are safe enough that people can use uh, other means of transportation like bicycle or walking, we have the benefit of uh, improved air quality through the reduction of auto traffic and improve health, you know, because we're all getting uh, you know, to be able to ride our bike and getting a little bit more of uh, uh, physical activity. And then, in the long run, we'll see uh, greater cost effectiveness because actually the roads will last a lot longer. You know what? Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want to point out a, a good example, mayor, is our our re- a recent discussion during the facilities committee about uh, Fairmont Drive and Hesperian Avenue. Um, we've uh, recently completed uh, some complete street some design analysis there. And because those streets are due for maintenance, you know, as part of that, that planning work, we've identified that we can improve these roadways for bicyclists by adding class four protected bicycle lanes uh, in in an effort to make these busy streets really accessible to bicycle riders of all levels and abilities. And, and and one of the, you know, the boons to all that we actually also received a grant from the Bay Area Air Quality Management District to help implement uh, the Fairmont Drive Class Four bicycle lanes, um, and and that's due to the opportunity that uh, of the ability to reduce greenhouse gas emissions if we we all start riding bikes and uh, even electric bikes, um, uh, you know, to uh, get around. And um, you know, I just want to point out some of the some added bonus was that we just. Received a grant from the Alameda County uh, Transportation Commission uh, to improve pedestrian safety on on some of our roadways by the addition of rectangular rapid flashing beacons um, for several locations around the city. So, uh, yeah, you know, these are um, uh, really exciting times in terms of how we kind of change uh, what our streets are doing and how we're really trying to, you know, design for all the various users.
1: Right. Um, In addition to sitting on the ACTC board, um, I also am on the BACMA board, the Bay Area Air Quality. And it is no secret that our discussions so much are revolving around how do we make a multimodal city in that, um, you know, we need to plan as we're planning for more housing plan to how we're going to distribute that traffic flow and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be with cars and so we have bike lanes coming in we also are looking at different transit corridors uh, right now they're studying the uh, east 14th corridor because it goes all the way down to you know San Jose so how we can most efficiently um, move the most amount of people you know in, in the least amount of pollution to our cities so something that we're you're constantly planning for today, and but you're really planning for the future too. So thank you. And um, your department is probably number one in that. Um, so when we talk about uh, all these different plans we have, some where are the money, the money has to come from somewhere. And so what we do is have a capital improvement program or a CIP program. And can you tell me a little bit about that and the city, how we go about putting things on this list and then picking those items?
0: Yeah, I like to um, uh, compare the capital improvement program. It's, it's like a, a giant to-do list of all the things that we need to maintain or repair uh, or that we want as new for our city. You know, so it's like your, your, your home to, your home to-do list, you have some of the same things. You need a new roof, you need to paint, or you want a new car. Um, Those are are similar, you know, in nature to, you know, like if you want to put in a new bathroom, and and we have to put in new bathrooms as well. Those are the things that show up on our our, our CIP list. Um, And and like you do at home, um, you know, part of that process is all about, you know, prioritizing uh, those projects uh, for implementation in our budgeting process. I mean, we all have a budget And we all have a certain amount of dollars. So you have to figure out, you know, what is the most important thing and uh, make sure you allocate funds to that. It's like, you know, if you got a hole in your roof, you may possibly put off uh, getting that uh, new shiny uh, uh, TV until you get your roof fixed. So um, we go through a process of uh, identifying current maintenance needs and using kind of a fix-it-first philosophy. And then uh, reviewing maintenance backlogs. And then we also have to respond to regulatory requirements. And then we're always meeting the changing needs of our community and implementing the city goals that the the Council has, uh, you know, defined. And so, gosh, the the CIP can cover a broad range of categories of projects, uh, you know, and They include uh, bicycle and pedestrian projects, uh, building projects like libraries, um, parks and and, uh, park equipment. You know, most definitely, uh, you know, street pavement work. Uh, We put in a special category, uh, traffic safety, because um, protecting the health and safety of our residents is a a top priority. And that includes also our sewer and storm uh, utilities. So, you know I, I've been working on this process for a while. and as an engineer, I think we have a, a fairly robust process that helps uh, us identify our highest needs and prioritize our limited resources. You know we go through a process where we score our projects based upon eight factors, you know such as uh, liability, risk, public health, and safety, uh, the population that the project serves. And, you know, the, you know, the fiscal impact and several others and then we we add weighting factors to represent the city council goals and priorities and then that actually helps us um, put together our priority list for the city for our our CIP. Um, and so, it, it you know, it, it moves along through the budgeting uh, process and then based upon our available funds, um, you know, we we uh, we try to uh, take care of the projects in those priority um, orders and all of that is using uh, the input of our, you know, San Leandro residents. In fact, we have a a long running survey uh, of what's important to San Leandro. And uh, I like to always say that year after year, uh, roadway pavement and bike and pedestrian facilities rank super high on the list. So, um I uh, you know that the capital improvement process is an important process. I think we do you know every uh, you know budget uh, uh, period, so uh, we'll we'll continue to keep that going.
1: Yeah, thank you, you know, I know when I first came on the council, um, it was a different way, kind of more hit or miss way, and I think that your department's really honed in on a more um, efficient way to do it, you know, by getting waiting is it by a school, is it, you know, causing problems, what kind of safety issues and all that. So really a good way to look at it. And then there's logic behind all of our decisions, which decisions made on facts, you know, are hard to argue. So um, with that, I want to thank you. And just thank you for this interview and wondering if there's any other thoughts you have or comments you want to make before we bring our interview to a close.
0: Well, I want to uh, thank you, Mayor, for allowing me to be able to chat with you for a little bit. Um, I, I, I definitely, you know, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, thankful that, you know, through this, uh, this last year has been challenging. Um, but on the whole, I think our engineering and transportation department has really stepped up to meet these challenges head on. And in the end, we'll come out stronger and smarter for it. So, I'm really thankful to be able to work with such a thoughtful and dedicated team in my in our department. And so, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, just expressing my thanks for, for all the folks that, you know, work with, with, uh, with me and, uh, and our, and our team's dedication to the city of San Leandro. So thank you.
1: You can add our thoughts to the council really does um, appreciate it. We have a lot of thoughts that we convey and then we expect them put into action and and you do a really good job of doing that so thank you for joining me on this mayor's report your contributions to our city have been invaluable your staff um, you just need look out your window and you get to see something that you improve every day so thank you so much for joining me i hope that the updates on this mayor's report provided insight to you on the various activities within the city remember with that, we're working on your behalf of, for the city, but your need to wash your hands, wear your masks, and maintain that social distancing. And so until next time, let us continue to make San Leandro a city of kindness for everyone to live, work, and enjoy. Thank you. You've been listening to Mayor Pauline Russo Cutter provide the mayor's report. If you have a comment or question about the city of San Leandro, please write to citycomments at sanleandro.org or call us at 510-577-3372. To learn more about the City of San Leandro, please visit sanleandro.org.